Hello, my name is John Russos, and this is a toast to my naivety. It's all brought to you by the Here's My Thing podcast. This is episode 8 of 10, Warm Dogs and Bubbly Water. Enjoy. Before I get too ahead of myself, I should debrief you on what I was doing before I started working on the book and before I earned the right to wear the company branded lanyard. Maybe it adds context, maybe it doesn't. Just a couple of months ago, I was spending five days a week from 7.30 in the morning to four in the afternoon selling software at an office that let its employees bring their dogs into work. It was a very intriguing combination being that close to technology and to a set of Australian shepherds on a daily basis. I believe that's the very definition of a startup. And of course, I did not write these rules, but I did my best to embrace the environment. The company was down at City Center in a large brick building that I think used to house an old leather mill. And any and all machinery, though, that was once housed there has since been replaced with a few colonies of standing desks and one massive beanbag. There was a whiteboard as well, and the whiteboard had instructions and motivational phrases written on it. And there were a couple of refrigerators full of forgotten units of Tupperware, off-brand seltzer, the craftier beers, and a couple rogue Bud Lights. There was a snack room too, and it was one that was refilled weekly because it was frequented so often, and you always knew when people would rate it because this company let their employees wear flip-flops to work. You could hear them on the other side of the room meandering or beelining around with wads of rubber smacking at their heels. I thought this part was a little bit much. I, I don't want to know if any of my coworkers has a toe ring, and that's just me personally. I think that information should be private. I don't think you should ever talk about that. There really wasn't much of a dress code. Honestly, if people wanted to wear tank tops and speedos, they would have been applauded and labeled as stylish. And I, I really think some of them would have done it. But the head of HR, while she was very kind, she would keep the office so weirdly cold. It was a bit odd. It was so cold that the only type of appropriate swimwear was a wetsuit. And when I would ask her why, why does she keep the office so cold? She'd move her hands around. She'd scatter her gaze, then tell me to come back later. Expense reports, she'd say. And then she'd dismiss me by slipping on a pair of noise-canceling headphones. That might be one of the two things that I would complain about, how cold it was, and and really, though, it wasn't that big of a problem. At least for me, I would keep a thicker coat around my chair and I'd flip it on when it was needed, but rarely was it. The nature of my job was a bit of a workout. I was in business development, where my one responsibility was to pound the phones all day, and sure, the room was very cold, but... The calls were even colder than that. I'm sorry, I had to do that. I I spoke with my voice, but I also spoke with my arms, and I was never seated. The desks could stand for a reason. I mean, that's what I told myself. If I ever did get cold, I would go for a walk. And in fact, I found that over the summer, the contrast was quite pleasant. An afternoon walk in mid-90 degree heat was refreshing. I'd round the block until my brow started to dampen, and when it did, I would return. This kept me awake. It kept me honest. My coworkers were a bit more stationary. If you weren't screaming into the phone about how good our product or service was, there wasn't much reason to move. Even getting up to talk to people at another pod of standing desks, it was a bit taboo. People were quicker to smash their thoughts and feelings into the company chat line, depending on capital letters, emojis, and exclamation points to express themselves, which is a big reason for my second problem. The second problem being the company dog cuddling. 
or should I say the leniency around it, I decided early on that the only explanation is that they take these dogs in for warmth, because why else would they show so much affection to the dogs during office hours? Randomly coddling another coworker means excessive paperwork, but those rules don't apply to dogs, as dogs really just kind of hope for invasions of their personal space. It was more than a few times I caught this one product designer named Tina snuggling up with one of the golden retrievers on the floor. There was one instance in particular when I went up to her and I asked, I said, but Tina, why? Why do you do it like that? I'm sure a pat on the head would do the trick. Tina laughed and then started rolling her hips into the dog's backside ever so slightly. Sales guy. She'd only call me sales guy. Have you ever coddled laundry fresh out of the dryer? I, I wouldn't use the word coddled, but I have, yeah, I've, I've laid in clothes out of the dryer. Then you understand it more than you know, she said. Funny enough, she would later be fired for a lack of productivity. And that was for the bigger dogs. The smaller ones, they always found laps, and the smallest of the smaller ones found hands, and it always seemed to be some of the developers, the front and back end engineers, those who would wander into the office a little bit later than most, with magnificent bedheaded hair and typing speeds of 150 words per minute. They would take the chihuahuas, the Chinese cresteds, the Italian greyhounds, and the dogs that kind of look like hairier rats of the office. They would literally sit them on their hands. And the obvious question here is how does one type if their hands are preoccupied? And the answer is, they don't. Along with this being a minor in-office health concern on the days that we'd get vegetable platters and pizza catered, it was just, it was, it just kind of strange. I wanted to ask them if they were losing blood flow to their hands. I, I'd imagine it was tough to write code in anything less than 65 degrees, but surely there was another way to do things, right? The entire coding station was a rotation of lap puppies, and it would remind me of those cat cafes in Japan, just instead of cats and coffee, it was dogs and JavaScript. I, I instant messaged the VP of tech, and I asked him why he lets Devin's Maltese sit on his hands for a few times a day, to which he messaged back, she likes it. And so I replied, uh, um, really? To which he typed back, yeah, with the XD face. When these things happened, I was fine leaving it at, to each his own. It didn't really affect me, and after a while, it was just a part of everyday work. I, I decided that this meant I must be a cat person because I seemed to be the only one who wasn't dry-humping the in-office pets, and while I wasn't sure that this was a common practice at most offices, I let it be our office quirk, something to set us apart. It, it only became problematic when the man with the thick frame glasses was hired. I forget his name, but he was the proud owner of a glorious New Finland named Baker. Right when I saw Baker, I had a feeling that things might get out of control. It was how he walked in with a couple sabers of drool clutching the fur around his face, and, and how the fur itself was a color that you'd find piling beneath newly naked trees in autumn. I, I watched him walk past my desk, and I said a very quiet prayer for him, asking a higher power that they might grant him with the patience to bear a good several hundred photo ops per day, and that he might be okay with an excessive amount of cuddling. A short three minutes after that, I overheard one of the product designers with a higher-pitched voice say, Holy fuck, Baker is so cozy. I looked up to see that very person spooning the new Finland. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? The coder asked, humming in between rhetorical questions. Over the next couple of weeks after that first episode of spooning, Baker's reputation grew to mythical heights within the engineering and customer success teams. An entire new chat room on the company's server opened up, titled... 
the warm dog, where people would talk about their cuddles with Baker and, and break down the minutia of his being, anything from shampoo scent to the cadence of his breath. Quickly, it became the most joined chat room, overtaking those titled Lunch and the John Snowies. It wasn't long after that where Baker's owner, and again, I can't remember his name, but I remember him having thick frame glasses and chest hair that would overflow out of his t-shirts. He had to form an Excel sheet to organize time for other people to cuddle Baker. And, and once that was brought to the office, everyone, even those who were like me and worked in sales with their voice, they could get time with Baker. If they tried, at least Baker was never not booked so much so that he would skip lunch and the company even fixed him with an indoor bathroom. So he wouldn't have to take too much time to step out of the office for his business. It was only after two employees, both of them named Dylan, were brought to blows in confusion of a 3.30 appointment with Baker that the president of the company had to call an all-hands meeting, and he was a couple weeks late, really. I wish he could have seen Baker's morale, how far it had dropped ever since he was first booked. I expected him to say something about how the cuddling was taking away from the company productivity, how we needed to stop cuddling Baker, or at least how we could just maybe stop moaning when we'd cuddle him. But instead, he took to the center of the lounge and said, you guys, this is getting out of hand. The poor dog who, while very cute and fluffy, is being snuggled to exhaustion. He took a moment to collect himself. He really was a good public speaker, the president. It was both his delivery, but how he would wear all birds that made me listen. Why aren't you spooning the other dogs in the office too? He opened his eyes and flared out his arms. He puffed his chest. We have a couple Australian shepherds, and, and Russell brings in that gorgeous golden retriever on Wednesdays. There's a Boston Terrier, a Corgi, a Pitbull, a Poodle, and Erica's dog, who, while slightly annoying, is still kind of... Sw what are we doing? There was a silence after, a time that I used to wonder if this could possibly be a prank, because surely it was. This was ludicrous, no? No one said anything until one of the customer success team members added... You can also cuddle my cat if you want. A collective groan brought things back to life. A point was made clear, not the one that I was expecting. Still, a point was made that we needed to diversify our cuddling, to show greater empathy, to be more generous, to be more considerate of dogs like Baker and grateful for others like Erica's high-pitched rat lookalike. The president asked if we were on the same page, and after some said yes, some clapped, and a few nodded in reply, he suggested we tap one of the in-office kegs. It was 10.30 in the morning. <laughs>